previously on My Best Friend's Journal. I'm going to Mexico to mm-hmm. um, Brandy Carlisle's music festival. Have we talked about this? Yes. How very lesbian of you. Okay. Yeah. She's a force. Talk about a gay icon. She's like queen of the lesbians right now. There are some places, you know, deep red states <laughs> where uh, I, I feel like there is a rainbow target on my back. Are we done with Bukaki or are you <laughs> keep talking about it for longer? For now. He's really cool. He's an awesome guy. Well, mm. <laughs> presented himself as one. Because I'm not trash talking Michael's dad. <laughs> my mom's going to be like, yeah, go on. <laughs> First day of school for Hands on a Hard Body. That show I mentioned before, the truck musical. Um, love this show and the people. So excited. I'm sorry. What is gay soup? Um, manastroni? <laughs> cream of brock. <laughs> Just cream of brock. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest really just love listening to you eat wet things <sighs> yeah i'm straight now i'm just devouring pussy ew uh, we don't usually talk about pussy at the top of the show we can do whatever we want in the opening it's our show we can do whatever we want in your opening okay <laughs> honestly anyone someone do whatever you want to my opening <laughs> welcome to my best friend's journal i'm cam and i'm mike and i'm open things are off to a pretty typical start aren't they no, I we never talk about eating pussy. Although this is this is uh, perfectly on topic because you've got some pussy, <laughs> pussy lovers to talk about. <laughs> I don't think we should call them pussy lovers. They are pussy lovers. Good for them. They should be pussy lovers. That's true. We okay. should all be pussy lovers. Whether or not we want to devour them is a different story. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yes, I had the most lesbian weekend of my life, and I can't wait to tell you about it. I'm dying. What? What lesbian joys do you have to offer us? <laughs> well, as you know, you and everyone else, I was in uh, Mexico this mm-hmm. past weekend for uh, Girls Just Want a Weekend 2, which two. is... Did you go to the first one? No. Okay, this is cool. just the second one. Um, it's It was Brandy Carlisle's music festival um, celebrating women in rock Love in that. Cancun, Mexico, and it was one of the most fun weekends of my life, hands down. It was just truly excellent. I love that. Wait, real quick. Was Melissa Etheridge there? Because she's my favorite rock lesbian. Um, she was not there, surprisingly enough, because it did feel very much like Lil' Affair vibes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know. Is she still performing, Melissa Etheridge? I have no idea. Is um, she the only one who'll walk across a fire for you? She might be. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, the people that, whoever was uh, programming, like, the ambient sound around the resort where mm-hmm. this was, was really playing into, it was either Brandy Carlisle, a f- song featuring Brandy Carlisle, or a lesbian singing. All weekend long. So Melissa Etheridge constantly on. She was everywhere. There was a lot of Tracy Chapman as well. Mm, Sure. Did (laughs) Um, you get some like Leah Delaria and uh, LP? Those are some favorite lesbians of ours. uh, No, actually we didn't. Uh, We got new lesbians. Although, I mean, not new ones. Wanda Sykes was there. She did a comedy set. Um, Wanda Sykes ain't new. (laughs) (laughs) She ain't new. Um, Before I even get into this, this whole thing is just my gayest moment of the week. There is no defining one specific moment that was geared in the rest. Love so that. well then just pause real quick for gay, 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 gay. Maybe I just keep this thing playing over the whole <laughs> the top of your whole recollection. I don't think anyone could handle that. <laughs> um so yeah, it was a really special weekend, really great music. The first night, Brandi Carlisle and her band were supposed to uh headline the main stage, mm-hmm. got completely rained out. And so they set up a stage in the hotel lobby. Everyone crammed in, and they did this like intimate stripped down acoustic set. And they it was you down intimately. Yeah, yeah, we intimately <laughs> got stripped down. It was so beautiful and special. And then they did their they rescheduled the show to the next night, so we got like an extra show. Fun. Um, and Good for her too. For they don't have to do that. That's no, really kind. Um, it was 
overall, it was fabulous. There's a couple new bands that I'm fully obsessed with that I didn't know that I think a lot of people do know already. So, like, a couple new recommendations in case anyone else is behind the times like me. Um, have you ever heard of the band Lucius? I have heard of Lucius. Uh, quick side note, I am very behind the times because... I like stopped listening to music. I find no time. I used to love finding good new music and I just like yeah, never you, do anymore. You're really good at giving recommendations. I feel like it's because of the, our ridiculous news cycle. I'm always on top of the news. Yes. It's always changing, which means I never have time for music. Yeah. Um, so Lucius is, uh, it's spelled L-U-C-I-U-S. Uh, they are these two women. They're Berkeley School of Music grads and they just formed this band. And I, you would think that they were related the way that they sing together and move together they sing on one mic in these tight 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 harmonies and put on a fucking show i mean their set was they had people screaming in the audience going fucking crazy they're so good and so talented um really fun to watch and they have a lot of music that um i was listening to them the whole plane ride home had a day of travel from fucking hell we don't have to talk about that um but anyway they just they blew my mind second recommendation was lake street dive lake street dive yeah, I didn't know them at all. Do you know, for like two years, I would hear songs by Lake Street Dive, and I would be like, who is that? I love that band. It's so good. And every single time, one of my friends, specifically Ryan, would always be like, it's Lake Street Dive. Every time, it's Lake Street Dive. <laughs> Were you always listening to them with him? He would always play it. I'm like, who is this band? This is great. And he's like, I can't tell you this again. <laughs> Write it down, so motherfucker. So I did, and I love Lake Street Dive. <laughs> they are so good. So good. I mean, talk about... Uh, like women who can rock that woman's voice is insane she just laid it down and slow boned it the entire time slow boned it (laughs) uh speaking of slow boning i have a man crush are you saying it's just another man crush monday yeah that's what i'm saying (laughs) um the drummer from lake street dive is this kind of muscly i think he's straight um Boo! Yeah. Boo! <laughs> Boo right. For, I gave a straight one last week, so it's fine. For the 80s party, he was wearing like swim trunks and a tank top and a sailor's cap inexplicably, but he looked so cute and he was so good. You know how I, we've probably talked about this, how when people are on stage, you find them like infinitely more attractive because of when they're talented. Like, like hmm. I, I do. I find, we haven't talked about this. I find talented people so attractive, like watching someone sing their face off makes me so horny as opposed to <laughs> seeing that person standing even if they're very good looking just yeah. seeing them standing i'm like ah eh, could go either way based on personality <laughs> well i think that's a that's a, a huge thing. that's why dating apps are so hard for me because it's whether it's their talent or their charm or their confidence you there's only so much you can get from just a visual so right i'm sitting on stage is them oozing so much of the personality and that is why like truly successful like rock star musicians are just constantly laying so much pipe because everyone in the audience wants to fuck them <laughs> i find it so attractive to watch people succeed and do something very very well yeah for um sure. and so lake street dive at one point everyone came out from behind their instruments and they circled one mic um and they put up an omnidirectional mic and everyone was just standing around they had their bassist there and i think an acoustic guitar and then their this drummer he just had a tambourine but he played that tambourine like a drum set. He played. He made so many sounds come out of it. He was, it made it sound like a full rock ensemble. I mean, I want him to play me like a drum set <laughs> at the end of it. I was. Ladies so... and gentlemen, if you're looking for the key to <laughs> Cam's. If you're looking for. <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. Um, <laughs> for Cam's on switch, it lies within. The gentle hands of a tambourine. I mean, men who have rhythm. Also, he was singing backup the whole time while he was doing this and singing really well. I'm just glad it's like tambourine and, and singing and not like triangle. Uh, <laughs> he was rocking that triangle so hard. Oh my God, the way he played those crash cymbals. What him to rock my triangle. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> See a doctor. He, <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Uh, would like him to play you. I would like <gasps> him to. Play me. What? That reminds... Here we go. Okay, I didn't know that I had a Man Crush Monday. My Man Crush Monday is very old, like you on Behind the Times and the Music. Like a really old man, like Ian yeah, McKellen. Like 140. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McKellen. He could get it. Anyway. Is he gay? He's gay, right? Yeah. yeah. He's with uh, Patrick Stewart. Oh! I'd tag team him. <laughs> oh, gross! How dare you, My, ageist. <laughs> uh, ageist. I mean, I'm sorry I don't want to get fucking a train run on me by Gandalf and Sulu or whatever the fuck his name is in Star Trek. Zulu? Zuzu. No, I think Sulu was a... Uh, was, uh, Lion King bird? What's the no, line? Zazu. Zazu. <laughs> People are screaming into Rafiki, their headphones. Rafiki. Sorry. <laughs> 
pretty sure Sulu was George Takei. <laughs> oh, so some other guy on Star Trek. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Figured it out. Done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your man crush Monday? Um, A gay singer-songwriter, Brayton Bauman. I think it's pronounced Bauman. It could be Bowman. Is it spelled B-O-W? Yes. I would say Bowman. Bowman? Bowman, B-A-U. Okay. So Bowman. Yeah. Um, he... Brayton? Brayton. Uh, B-R-A... I have the hardest time with those like glottal endings. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, written. <laughs> I can't say written. It's very hard for me. I always say written. Oh, is, to... is it Brayton? Brayton, yes. Okay. B-R-A-Y-T-O-N. Anyway. Bowman. Got Bowman, it. maybe. <laughs> the way that you said that the first time, I would spell that B-R-A-D-E-N-B-A-U-M-A-N. Braden Bowman. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So anyway, this redheaded singer, songwriter, homosexual is... Uh, very he's a very sexy music maker i specifically think of him because you said play me he has a song called play me which is so hot if you want to slow bone anyone do it to that song he's talking about he wants to be played like a spanish guitar Ooh. and (laughs) (laughs) which is to be honest to be honest cam was a little sexier than getting played like a tambourine You have never seen this guy play a tambourine. <laughs> oh, you, you, you're fighting words oh here. Oh my god, he! I go. Yeah. You, 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 you're fighting words. <laughs> you sound like a member of the Looney Tunes yeah, cast. Fucking. Uh, I was gonna say Yosemite Sam. That's not anybody. Yeah, it is. Yosemite Sam. Yeah. I think I'm mixing two. No, it's Yosemite Sam. Is it really? Yeah. But it's Porky Pig who's the one who does. Yeah. Yosemite hmm. Pig. Yosemite Pig. <laughs> Porky Sam. <laughs> Foghorn oh, like Sam. Porky. Um, <laughs> Sam. Anyway, he is just a sexy, sexy singer, and that song will put anyone in the mood. Okay. So he's my Man Crush Monday. Before we get too far away from Mexico, I do want to say that it wasn't just the great music or like dancing into the night that was amazing about this weekend. It was so inclusive and so happy. Um, I was one of probably less than 10 gay men in a crowd of over 2,000. The vast majority, I'd say 95% of this crew that were there were lesbians. Um, I mean, the, everyone was making jokes about it. Brandy Carlisle was like, oh my God, this is what it looks like when 2,000 lesbians get together in one place. Like it Love was it. everyone. And it was so fun. And uh, everyone was just there because they loved the music. They love Brandy Carlisle. They are spending their like precious vacation time and money to come to this one place. Mm-hmm. And they were just there to have a great time. Everyone had a huge smile on their face. The last night when they did this 80s party, everyone dressed up. It was just good vibes, top to bottom. <laughs> tops the, and bottoms. Tops and bottoms. I mean, there were plenty of tops. The, the very first <laughs> day I got there, this... Very butch, very drunk lesbian. I mean, we rolled up. It was like 2 p.m. She was pap schmammered. And she, like, hit on me in a kind of funny way. Huh. You've been hit on by a lesbian before? Uh, Back when I used to look like one. Uh, yes. Back when you used to? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Snorted. <laughs> oh, he really tickled himself there. I did, I did. Uh, right when we got there, uh, we checked in. They didn't have our room ready yet, so we were just going to go hang by the pool. And I was just leaning against the wall of the bathroom outside. It was really hot. This woman walks by, um, and she goes, you're lucky I don't like men. <laughs> she was so butch. And I was like, why? <laughs> and she goes, because you just lean in there in the sun with those tattoos this would be great. And she points to her and points to me. And I was like, okay. She promptly trips over her sandal and spills her drink. <laughs> I was like, oh, I now understand this weekend completely. <laughs> it was okay. so funny. I, I have to let you and the listeners know how very uncomfortable you made me with that direct eye contact while you said that in that voice. It was really good. It was transcendent, as you like to say about some performance. It was transformative. I thought she really transformed in this role. She is transforming. She transforms. Who transforms into every role. She is a chameleon. <laughs> You reminded me of uh, Tony Collette in The United States of Terra. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen that show? Yeah. So good. She plays a character who has a dissociative identity disorder. Mm-hmm. Formerly known as multiple personalities. Yes, that one. And uh, she, one of her characters is a man named Buck. And oh. you just fully invoked her with your butch lesbian. So, Well, I'm pretty sure that lesbian's name was Buck. <laughs> it's like very easily could have been. Love it. Buck's a hot name. Buck is a hot name. Uh, Buck Angel is not a trans porn star. Yeah. Yeah. He, I saw, uh, I went and saw 
Dan Savage's Humpfest once <gasps> last year. You did? Yeah, we should see it this I year. I want to go so bad. Uh, I'd love to go again. It's coming to LA. Let's go. Okay. Um, Done. Uh, Buck Angel was in one scene and he was fist fucking somebody. Oh! And as much as I joke about it, it was like, that, that was a little challenging to watch. That I was, is challenging to watch. When you go to this uh, film festival, it's all like the variety of porn is so vast and it's so amazing and so inclusive. It, there's, there's something for everyone, but because there's something for everyone, there's something everyone doesn't want to see as uh-huh. well. Yeah. Um, just because that's the nature of it. You, just can't, making, you can't be there for all of it. Yeah, it would, it's just making, you know, porn more... Normalized? Yes, it's normalizing porn. It's an awesome thing. Really got a visceral idea of what it was. So it's not as funny when you see it happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as funny. You're right. But very enjoyable for some. Um, we didn't hear your gayest moment of the week, I don't think. Oh, my gayest moment of the week uh, that year was was definitely that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks for that. But no, did you have one for this past week? Uh, yeah, I'm. so I'm in that gay chorus I mentioned last week. And we do like a very quick little warm up. And our conductor is doing this thing he's trying to get us to all match vowels and Mm -hmm. he's modeling yeah he's modeling and he's showing us he's like doing circles around his mouth with his finger (laughs) with like an o and an o shape and he's going oh oh and like (laughs) pointing at his mouth with and i just i'm obviously like well he's you know mimicking sucking cock and i look around and nobody else seems to have this opinion and i was like am i actually the only homosexual here (laughs) I in was a room like, full of gay men, just waiting for someone to have your dirty sense of humor. Yeah, there was like 200 gay men, and I was like, how are none of you like at least mildly chuckling at this? And that's when I decided it's not for me. It <laughs> <laughs> was the straw that broke the camel's back, goddammit. Since we're back to gayest moments, I know I've definitely used up all my gayest moment time for this week. Uh, for but this it was, year, it was to be a honest. very gay week. <laughs> Do you know what though? We uh, owe, owe the lesbians some more gayest moments. They don't get enough airtime on here. So You're I'm happy right. To have some lesbian content. First of all, thank you to all those women. They're not listening, but the, who <laughs> I don't give a fuck about our gay little podcast. <laughs> no, but who made like me feel super safe and like welcome there? You know, and my it's queer women. Of course they did. My straight friend Casey. Yeah, you know. Back in the day, gay men, gay men and gay women didn't always get along super mm-hmm. well. Those communities didn't mesh that much. But those days are past. I felt so just like letting my freak flag fly. Oh, it's one of the most wearing uh, that damn crop top. The crop top. <laughs> I was gonna say it's one of the most dated parts of Will and Grace that there's lesbians and gay people fighting that all the yeah, time. Yep, which is so ridiculous. I know um, it's, it's pretty pretty outrageous. But I'm less concerned about that and more concerned about your crop top. Is this the gayest moment? No, it wasn't actually. But that was fucking fun. Um, really like costume parties all of a sudden. Uh, it was it was really fun. I, I those acid wash jeans are like my favorite shorts I've ever worn. <laughs> oh wait, before we leave your costume party, you had that crimper. Did you crimp your pubes after all? <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, <laughs> i let casey use it first and then i <laughs> i excused kind myself. of you. <laughs> no that crimper was a hit because her hair looked amazing she mm. like she did a great job nice. um no what i was gonna say is that leaving the weekend um i had a layover in mexico city and i was at my gate and i look over and i was like i recognize that face and it took me a second i was like i think that's valentina valentina the drag queen. And so... Yeah, unmistakable face. Yeah, she has a very very recognizable boy face, you know? Um, anyway, I was like, I think that's her, but I'm not entirely sure. And so it, a little bit later, I was closer. And so... And I look over at her hands. And she has, like, two and a half inch long, razor sharp acrylic nails and, like, the brightest red you've ever ah, seen. Functional. <laughs> so functional. She's on her phone, like, you know, like a, a woman who, like, can't actually use her nails, so mm-hmm. she has, like, just using the pads of her her fingers, like, on, on her phone. Amazing. And then I looked down, and then, like, she was carrying these two, like, paper shopping bags, and there was a wig poking out. Oh, my God. She's you! She... I don't travel with wigs. I just wear them occasionally. <laughs> you just have a closet full. Um. Yeah, it was... She's probably... Really funny. She's probably, like, the last... Um, drag race contestant I'd like to see on a plane. The last one? Oh, yeah, she I don't was... really care about. She's uh, she's rubbed me the wrong way for a long time. Me too. I was a huge fan at the very beginning, uh-huh. and that quickly vanished. She turned into, yeah, just her like talking about what a superstar she is. Yeah. And you could tell, even out of drag, she like had her dark sunglasses on the entire time, like very incognito, trying to like be at the front of every line. It yeah. was just Over kind it. of kind of divish. But that's the second time I've been on a plane with a drag queen. Uh, I was on a plane with Blair St. Clair right after she oh. uh, right after she was on Drag Race. She seems a little more down to earth. She was, although I went in the uh, – I saw her first in the bathroom. You know how you like make meet eyes with someone in a mirror as mm-hmm. you're washing your hands? And I look up and I was like, I recognize that face. And she was like fully doing like her face care routine. <laughs> <laughs> She had all these creams spread out on the counter. It's like doing her full nighttime face regimen. I have never flown with a 
Drag Race contestant, but I've alluded to dating one before. Have we talked about that? Uh, I don't think you've alluded to it on the podcast. I know who you're talking about. Oh, I dated a drag queen before she was a drag queen. This is, I think, pre-journal. It was around the same time that I worked at Abercrombie for one day. Wait. So if that... Uh, you worked at Abercrombie? Or tell me you were a model. I was a model. Uh, uh, in the most deceiving sense of the word. Uh-huh. If uh, anyone didn't grow up in the mid-2000s, anyone that worked at, or most people that worked at Abercrombie, their actual job title was model. Yeah, it was absurd. You're standing in a dark corner that is polluting your nostrils with fierce. Uh, and, uh, fierce room spray. It was awful. I worked there for one day, wore their shirt, jeans, and flip-flops, which I still have. Great flip-flops. Um, so worth it. They did have good flip-flops. My sister's going to be so pissed at this because uh, she, one of her first big jobs was working at the flagship Abercrombie in New York, which is oh. where I was working. And she, her friend, like, did my sign-on paperwork. She was not the one who hired me, but whatever, the connection was close enough. My sister was pissed that I worked there for a day because she thinks I went in for the sandals. I didn't originally <laughs> go did in they, for the sandals. Did they but give like, you the whole outfit or They just give the you sandals? the sandals and jeans. Okay. Um, and Great. that's not, like, why I did it, but I'm, it is, like, a good perk of it. <laughs> anyway. I'll take them flippies. Back to that drag queen. Uh-huh. Um, we dated, I guess, quote unquote, for like, we went on like eight dates and it was so weird. We never even kissed. We, we like cuddled and like oh. watched Connie and Carla, which also has Tony Collette. Big shout out this episode. Great movie. Watch that. It's drag queens. It's fantastic. <laughs> Had no idea. Never even heard of it. You've never seen Connie and Carla? No. Oh my God. It's a gay staple. It's uh, Tony Collette and Nia Vardalos. How do you say that? Is oh, that from it? My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Yes, her. It is. They are playing... Gay men playing drag queens. What? It's so good. They're on the run. It's farcical. It's a little sister acty in that way. It's great. Oh my God, I want to watch it. So good. I can never find it anywhere, but it's great. Okay. Very campy. Anyway, not the point. It was a pretty unremarkable dating experience, except for Connie and Carla. And one other thing I remember from him, we were chatting once about he had uh, previously dated a guy with HIV. And I remember being like, mm, I don't think I could. And he was like, you must have been young. Yeah, he was uh, <laughs> put off real quickly, and he was like, you absolutely could. And I was like, I don't know. I'd just be too scared or whatever. And I'm grateful. I feel like that opened my eyes. That was probably the first time I really thought about that. And was like, think about what you're saying yeah. and what you're contributing to. Yeah, that ha- something similar happened to me as well. Um, my first boyfriend, uh, my first long-term boyfriend, he one time mentioned off the, the, off the cuff that his previous relationship was with a guy who was HIV positive. And I remember being just a little bit stunned like whoa yeah that's like major and it's fucking not and so like not. but it did it does make me realize looking back on it like how much stigma there was around that HIV is. And, and is but like informed gay men generally don't speak that way anymore right. and i remember yeah my my ex i mean he was 10 years older than me he looked at me kind of like you have a lot of growing to do, you know, like yeah. you need to, you need to kind of grow up about this and understand the reality of, of living with HIV as opposed mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, all the scary shit we had heard growing up and, yep. and never looking at it right in the eye, you know, never Absolutely. like, like looking at the, the issue of HIV with any kind of reality, only just like scary, scary language in a, in a world lacking proper sex education. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. And you know, gay stigma in general. Yeah. I think that's well put. Hopefully nobody needs that boyfriend to tell them that anymore. Hopefully they get that from, growing up uh-huh. but if you don't then someone needs to if you come across someone like that let them know i yeah. needed to hear that you needed to hear that <laughs> yeah be the first sure. to tell someone that of course you did okay we've gone from lesbians in mexico to drag queens in new york so i think it's time to read the journal eh 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 hey. okay Okay, so we are in June 15th, 2014. I'm in the middle of that show that I loved, Hands on a Hard Body, uh, at that company that I enjoyed, and I'm going back to. You hadn't opened yet, though, right? Uh, no, just rehearsing. Okay. Yeah, you're right, because the first line. <laughs> Rehearsed my perita scene? Perita. P-E-R-R-I-T-A? Perito. Um, my, everyone... Goes a little nuts by the end of the show and uh, leaves the car one at a time. And the way I leave the car is I have like an apparition of my dog who I love oh. um, showing up. And I'm playing with the dog and I throw her in the imaginary ball and take my hand off the car without realizing it. Oh, that's sad. It was, it's very sad. Oh, no. Okay. Well, you love working with Michael. Home for a few hours between rehearsal. Party at Morris Hall at night. A bunch of the 
people were staying in a on a college campus. Okay. Um, that's some of the housing for the summer is there, and so it felt like a college party because people are drinking beer in dorm rooms and like playing pong. Where were you staying? Do you remember? Or do um, you, have you said already? I stayed at my cousin's house. Oh, good. Um, this says scary walk home. Do you know? Do you have any recollection oh. about why that was scary? Yeah. Oh my god, I did. I feel like I mentioned this as like a random story that I couldn't attach to a time. If I have, stop me. Um, I was walking home. It was a little bit of a sketchier area. And a car is slowly driving behind me. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, you're being paranoid. And I stopped and the car stopped. And I sped up and the car sped up. And uh, I don't know why. I don't know what it was. I started running and the car started speeding up. Um, and then I like took a turn like you always want them to do in a horror movie i'm uh-huh. like please go into a yard and go yeah. over a fence or something and yeah. so i did that um and lost the car don't know what it was chasing me for oh I my god it was a gay thing but like i guess unless you're headless you know but still I, I don't know what it was but i was getting followed by the car and i was fucking horrified i listened to too many murder podcasts you were definitely going to be murdered that night uh we need to look up uh, murders and serial killers that were in upstate <laughs> new york in 2014 i wonder why though that's all that i have of the story i would have thought I was just being paranoid, paranoid uh-huh. if I wasn't, if it wasn't keeping my pace. That is so scary. I hate that for you. I'm sorry that happened. I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you didn't get serial murdered. Serial murdered. Mm-hmm. On June 16th, uh, home for grill with mom and dad. Bought some steaks. That's mm. weird. Nice seeing Bina. Aw. Oh. <laughs> Every time we mention her. Oh. <laughs> Sweet old doggy. Also love that I mentioned my mom and dad, but said it was nice to see my dog. <laughs> Um, I know that things hadn't gone down with your dad. Ooh, mm. <laughs> alluding again. Uh, things hadn't gone down with your dad just yet, but what was their marriage like at this time? Do you remember? Um, my dad's drama had happened, I think, but we still didn't know about it. Okay. I'm pretty sure, or at least some of it. And so he has left Delaware where he was working and he is now living back with my mom after like 10 years of not living together. Uh-huh. And for a time, I remember it actually being really good. I was like, wow, their marriage is like great again. It's like they're friends and they're buddy. I remember they used to scare the shit out of each other, which I thought was hysterical. Like like jumping around corners and stuff? Yeah, they would like hide behind doors. And I was like... That's pretty cute. It was cute. My biggest fear for them was that one was going to knock the other one down a staircase <laughs> or have a heart attack. Oh, um, your fears changed in the years. They did. They did. Um, but it, I remember being surprised at how like good it was Mm -hmm. because it was never you know great from my point of view sure but i i guess in retrospect i understand that as um part of my dad's cloak part of part uh, of his manipulation yeah so were your parents the type to when they were together were they the type to get into like big like blow up fights or were they just like it was like slow burn or like we don't talk about it we're just not like super close when you say like it, it didn't make you feel like it was ever like super great um um, they, it's hard to say, like, I don't know, your my memories as a child, like, blur so much, and I I'm, I wonder how much childhood memory I'm shaping from my knowledge now. Sure. Um, I remember specific fights when I was little. Uh, they both worked so much that it wasn't even, I feel like they, I don't really remember a time when they were together all that often. You just, you don't, like, think of them as, like, a, a unit, like yeah. a cohesive unit growing up. Yeah, they were definitely individuals, but I definitely remember fights. Okay. I didn't think they were strange. I thought everyone fought. Everyone does fight. Um, I do remember, of course, my dad saying some like borderline abusive things to my mom. Like mm. there was never, well, to my knowledge, and I was pretty fucking perceptive. There was mm-hmm. no actual, there was no abuse. Uh-huh. And I think the verbal was limited. But when he was in a fucking rage, some of the shit he said was like, I just am very impressed with my mom's strength. Wow. That reminds me of Marriage Story. Have you seen that yet? Um, yes, I have seen that. Um, so I was just watching it the other day. This goes along with our... We've already talked about the fact that I'm trying to plow through all the Oscar Best Picture noms this year. Trying to plow through all the Oscars. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every Oscar I know. The Grouch. Oscar from The Office. Oscar De La Renta. Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde. This is not necrophilia. Um, <laughs> cool. We um, get it. You want to fuck the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, Uh Anyway, I had a hard time really connecting with that movie because first of all, I heard a lot about it before I watched it. A bunch of people that saw it, they were like, don't watch this with your partner. It's like, it's heartbreaking. It's watching a marriage fall apart. After having seen it, I think that it would be really hard 
if you had been through a divorce or at least through the events preceding a divorce, like starting to see, like get into serious counseling and talking to lawyers and all separate, that kind of stuff, sure. separate. And if there are kids involved mm-hmm. and both of those things are pretty foreign to me. And then the other thing is, is that they, they do that like kind of movie fighting where, um, it's, it's not, there's one scene where they just really go at each other and they say really hurtful things and they scream and they cry. And I have never experienced that kind of like dramatic fighting. Does that make sense? Like I, that, that's not how I am wired to have fights. It's not that yeah. I don't ever fight or that I don't ever like get in arguments, but I don't do that like scream and pull at my hair and like, well, and, you, you know couldn't. what I mean? Um. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> rude. <laughs> This angry pulling at your pubes. <laughs> just gonna go. Ah! I, I need to wear a wig for this fight. There will be hair pulling. Um, we got enough. Um, I I think that that kind of screamy fight is less common than we are led to believe in movies because they're, you know, maximum drama. People love to indulge in anger. Anger yeah, is and, and easier that, to. That plays well on screen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exploitable. Like a, yes. Um, that being said, I definitely did experience those kind of fights. I think I was lucky that the actual divorce happened in my family when me and my brother and sister were all full-fledged independent adults. Uh-huh. It makes it a lot easier. I feel like being a child in that is a challenge I don't wish on anyone. No. But also, I'd rather you get divorced when you know it's time to get divorced, even if there's a young child involved. Uh-huh. Better that than... There's that weird narrative I feel like you always hear of maybe sitcom parents or movie, whatever, parents saying, well... We're just kind of waiting it out for the kids. We're holding on till the kids are. That's not. That's not just on. That's not sitcoms. I've heard literal people say like, "I, we waited until the kids were out of the house because we didn't want to traumatize our children." I I get it. I like. I understand where they're coming from. There. But do you think those kids would be any less traumatized no. by not living with two, yes. like very yeah. unhappy people? We're on the same page. I don't. I don't think it's in the kids' best interest. Mm-hmm. But I am not a parent, and I can't. It's really difficult to, mm-hmm. to know what is going to be right for your kid, and right. I can understand why they might think that. While I disagree, there's a lot of outdated kind of language around that kind of stuff too. Like you don't want your kids to come from a broken home, yeah. and like you know, like j- children of divorce have all the. Yeah. Well, it centers around our idea of the fucking nuclear Republican family. Yeah. <laughs> I love that it's a Republican family. Of course, it's a Republican family. <laughs> As he sips his tea, literally, <laughs> not even <laughs> metaphorically, sips tea. It's delicious uh, tea. Um, um, last thing about Marriage Story, real quick, Laura Dern. We love Laura Dern. She, she's just having a renaissance right now. Yeah, they're saying it's pretty much like buttoned up that she is going to get the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. That we will know by the time this comes out. But um, for Marriage Story or for um, Little Women? For Marriage Story. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. If you were straight, would you fuck Laura Dern? Absolutely not. No? No, if I was straight? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. I thought, <laughs> like, oh, oh, God, yes, I would. I would. <laughs> the way I heard that question was, if given the opportunity, would you fuck Laura Dern? I'm like, no. Uh, in fact, I don't even like thinking about that kind of thing. I, I am so fucking gay that when— <laughs> We know. We all know. The lesbians know. <laughs> when I was watching— uh, Speaking of lesbians, when I was watching my all-time favorite oh, lesbian singer, heavy episode. Love it. Yeah, it's a super sapphic show today. Huh? Seriously. I have no idea what that word is. Is that a common word? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, sapphic, spelled S-A-P-P-H-I-C. Mm-hmm. It means related to lesbians. Oh, lovely. I I first went to Sephardic, which oh, is wholly uh, different. Yeah, very different. Holy H-O-L-Y <laughs> different. Ah. <laughs> um, I think sapphic has something to do with like Sapphos and Greek. I don't know. It's a, It just means lesbianic, so... Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, I was going to say my favorite woman in entertainment, Brandi Carlisle, was near her all weekend watching her rock her face off. And I did have the thought like... Was near who? Brandi Carlisle. Was near who? Me. Oh, you were near her. Yeah, I was near her all weekend and I was thinking... (laughs) Who's on first? Like, like not even... Like, not even Brandi Carlisle. Wouldn't even fuck Brandi Carlisle. (laughs) Wouldn't. Like, not even a little bit of sexual attraction. Just... Love her so much, but it's yeah, it's platonic not, love, platonic love, platonic like worship. Honestly, oh, that's weird. I you should know what, stop talking though. about her so much. I sound you, like a fucking stalker. No, you love. You do sound like a stalker, but <laughs> uh, yeah, you you have seen a you have traveled many places to see her. Uh huh. I like to see her in iconic. Venues. If you weren't buying tickets, you'd be a stalker, but you're paying for it. Do stalkers not pay for tickets? <laughs> you mean if I were like standing outside her Seattle home? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no. I get it. I'm going to shows where she's putting on a show. I think we don't need to lay out the differences of why you're not a stalker. <laughs> I hope we don't need to explain <laughs> why you're not a stalker. Oh, Lord in heaven. 
Okay. Uh, so religious. The end of June 16th, after you had steaks and saw your dog and didn't enjoy your parents' company. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. Let's not. <laughs> you went to the country drive-in for ice cream? Oh, home staple. That was so much of the fun uh, working at this theater, too. Like 30 minutes from where I grew up. It's wonderful. Um, and that was just one of those, like, every town USA where you went and got ice cream and fries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds great right now, honestly. Uh, June 17th, lots of nothing all day. Long first rehearsal in the park. Ran four songs with truck, feeling very fat with picks from rehearsal. Oh, hmm. it's not very sweet. No, and I don't think I'd write that like that right now. Also, like you sometimes people take pictures from weird angles or you're like, oh, I don't love that shirt on me. I, I try to change that narrative like, oh, I don't love that shirt on me as opposed to you look like shit, yeah. <laughs> which is sometimes I see an unflattering picture of me. I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, should I, I wish I'd used the word unflattering. Uh-huh. Um, probably what I meant. On the 18th, Kirsten adjusted my neck slash jaw. We should probably tell the people that she's a chiropractor. <laughs> a boxer. <laughs> she punched me in the neck slash jaw. Um, you had coffee on the porch and choreographed Joy of the Lord. So much fun. Mm, just I, one I what? screamed about last time oh, but yeah. loved. I love that you write um, like little things like coffee on the porch because obviously that was a sweet moment. Like you love quiet coffee moments just mm-hmm. like I do. So like that could be a highlight of a day. Just like a cup of coffee on a porch talking to your friend or talking to your cousin or just enjoying the weather or whatever it is. Yeah, often is. I remember Those that for special times. Especially when you're doing a show and the show's up and running. You have quiet mornings to yourself because yeah. everybody, every other human's at work. And I love drinking coffee in that quiet on June 19th, uh, tedious rehearsal going over truck movements. Oh, that yeah. is literally all it says. There was a literally a, a real truck on stage, and it, it was a, that was the whole set, and we couldn't take our hands off the truck the whole time, but somehow you have to get like movement and choreo in there, so it was just <laughs> fucking tedious to make that happen. Um, 2015, you were such a journaler. Like There are a lot of these moments right below it that like it must have been quite a day. Had revolving sushi and was really excited. Oh, about Japan. It. Oh, Japan. Oh, that's why. Here's what happens when I go um, when I go somewhere where I don't want to bring the journal because I'm afraid I will lose it uh-huh. or because I don't want to, you know, I'm precious about it. Uh-huh. Um, I write in my phone, and when I write in my phone, I write way more details because I'm typing. Yes. And then when I go to transfer it over, I'm like, fuck. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I have since changed my journaling habits. I now have a side journal, so I keep up with my, my fucking. I'm a nightmare. I keep... (laughs) You're not a nightmare. You're just journal obsessed. I do my regular journal where I just update the day, but so often I have more to say. Uh And I especially have realized that going over this. Like, what was that? I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Uh Now I journal it in a separate journal. Not every day and not as religiously, but if I feel I have more to say, instead of scrunching it all in for you, I have it on a separate page. Do you make a note in your journal that says, go check the other one for more details? There's a little triangle by the date if I have another Okay. Look at you. June 20th. That was better than most of your accents. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. I really enjoyed that deep voice of yours. Do that again. What? Thank you. Thank you. No accent, please. Thank you. That's still an accent. Thank you. (laughs) Put the accent back. (laughs) Thank you. There we go. Got it. it. Uh, the next day, you staged Laredo. So great to enjoy the dancing. Feels good. God, I'm loving this show. You're like, honestly, feeling it every day with exclamation points. Enjoyed the dancing? Have we seen me write that fucking anywhere else ever or ever say that again? No choreographer made you cry or anything. No, this choreographer was fucking lovely. I'm working with her again. Thank God. She's so great. She, there oh, was like a... How do you know that already? Uh, is she, she just like the staff choreographer there? Uh, she, yeah, she's, she's part of their creative team. Um, they... So this number is kind of one of the only chances in the show to have dance. And I was like, fuck, how do I have the fucking song that's going to have dance? And so it ended up being, like, there's a trio. It was me and two of the other characters, like, doing a full trio dance. And I am in the front of that triangle while belting out this fucking song. And I was like, put a bullet through my head. I don't want to do this. She made it awesome. She made me look good. She did choreo that I was able to do, but it still looked, like, much dancier than I'm capable of. It was just somehow she made it joyful how does that work when your hands on a truck the whole time did your hands it's come like a, off the truck for, for like a dream moment oh, okay gotcha that's nice yeah uh because that sounds awkward <laughs> <laughs> june 21st act one is done played cards against humanity with sean's sister just her <laughs> <laughs> sounds real awkward hey sean 
Um, what's your sister's number? I'd love to have her over to play Cards Against Humanity. Uh, this is your cousin, Sean, right? Yeah, I think okay. I actually played with uh, his family, like her family. Oh, okay. Him and her family. Uh-huh. Um, it's weird that I would just write, played it with her. <laughs> I think that's when I learned about Bukaki. Oh, it's a very informative game. We've talked about that once mm-hmm. before. Um, the 22nd. Bukaki bringing families together. <laughs> The bonding of Bukaki. Bukaki bonding Bond board coffee? games. Mm. Sorry, I'm very into alliteration right now. I don't know why. Nice. Thanks for the bonus, too. You're welcome. Um, June 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have those every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for staying weird with me. Uh, June 22nd, you finished Act 2, Cards Against Humanity again at Loving Morris it. Hall, got drunk, and we all walked home. We all walked home. Okay. We all walked with home. me. Uh-huh. Maybe I was like, hey, uh, last time I got chased by a car, so could someone come with me? I think that this actually says, nice convo, Cards Against Humanity at Morris Hall, got drunk, and we all walked with me home. We all walked with me. So I, I <laughs> probably wrote that journal immediately after. <laughs> it seems I was a bit drunk. <laughs> We all walked with me. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Lee. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> Lee's my best friend. I love Lee. Um, yeah, good. Glad to... Everyone should do that. I shouldn't have been walking alone in the first place. Mm-mm. Scary, scary. No, I have a, probably a false sense of... Well, some sense of confidence being a maybe unidentifiable white man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just easier. I can walk in more places probably more safely than mm. most other demographics takes exactly one drive by fagging to strip all of that away right, though right all it, that confidence totally on the 23rd of june <laughs> sorry we've talked a lot about drive by faggings right uh, <laughs> at least i mean if only the amount it's come up <laughs> yeah that's i think that's the worst thing about someone like saying something to you when they don't know you about you being gay or like like lobbing a gay insult at you when they don't know you personally because that it's it's that awful feeling of like being, how do you know yeah how do you know about me what is it about me that's so innately gay and so obviously gay it makes you feel very unsafe very like obvious yeah. you know well um, we, we had mentioned uh, the people hurling those out are probably hurling them at people indiscriminately uh-huh. like whether they're gay or not gay is just like the greatest insult they can think uh-huh. of to make a clunky comparison that always makes me think of how people of color feel in places like the South, because I think that I seem gay and some people might know, Mm -hmm. but people of color that go to like backwoods places where they don't feel safe, Mm -hmm. there's no hiding that they're a person of color. And that is so vulnerable and awful that people have to feel that way. It always makes me think that way. Like I can kind of hide behind my whiteness. I just try not to talk, can definitely try to butch it up a little bit, you know? Yeah. And it's, um, but yeah, it, it scares me for them. I don't, it's not even just a feeling for them. That's how many things have we seen that someone was arrested for reading while being black or having a picnic while being black or yeah. dentist while being black. Like yeah. it's just people just existing while not white have to bear the burden of other people's prejudice. Yeah. And it's, it's disgusting. Um, it takes moments like that for me to think about it. Cause it's not constantly on my mind. I try to be right. very aware of that, but, um, it's a good reminder. The privilege I get to carry. That yeah. I was just going to use that, that word. It's such a loaded word these days, but like examining your own privilege is so important. Yeah. Um, and yeah, couldn't agree more. Anyway, glad you had your friends walk home with you. Smart move as yeah. your friend. I really appreciate that. On June 23rd, you had a day off and you didn't do anything. Also sad. I didn't get called for the Franklin party. What does that mean? Oh, um, I, so I was living with my cousin instead of with everyone else because it's more comfy. So I missed out on some stuff. There was a, just a family nearby that wasn't in this show, but was like friends with a lot of people and kind of just part of the network. Okay. And they had a big pool party that literally everybody went to but me and I didn't even know about it until after. And I was like, oh, oh so sad because you were living far away. Yeah. It's location, location, location. Yeah. <laughs> As you famously said. That's a um, quote from me. <laughs> okay, June 24th. Vocal rehearsal and reviewed dances. Joy is really such a joy to do. Oh, God. You fucking nerd. I'm, I'm over it. I like love that I love this, but like now I want to smack myself in the face. Okay, you said, I love that I love this. The next line in the journal. Love loving my job. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. You, But this is, this is happiness. You're fulfilled in this moment. You're doing a show you love at a place you love, living in a place you love. This is probably... This is informative. 
I complain so much. I'm whiny so much. And do I, what is it about this that is bringing me such joy? Well, I need to reflect. Yeah. I'm very polarized. It's either beautiful, wonderful magic rainbows or the fucking worst hell there that exists. Uh Uh-huh. Just like anybody rating on Yelp. Nobody's giving a three. (laughs) You're right. You're all five stars or one stars. That's a very good way to describe this journal. Okay. On the 25th, you chatted with Michaela. Hey, girl. And watched The Office. Mick and I want to cruise again together. Read through the show. Michael said, I told the story of Laredo wonderfully. Got, Got out two hours early. Downpouring. Watched House Hunters. I miss the directors who made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> because they're good drama. Yeah, it's better stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you love everything. The Sits Probe was exciting on the 26th. Mm, the first time the band's there. Band sounds great. Happy to be a part of this. <laughs> God damn. Were you on Disgusting. mood elevators? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just on fucking X the whole time. I haven't, what's it called when you're rolling? I have, I'm rolling this whole show. <laughs> Old person. What's that called though? <laughs> what's that medicine? Oh, medicine. <laughs> Happy to be a part of this. Got a burger at JR's. Keep avoiding the gym. Must go. Well, there's our old friend. Hmm. Maybe that's why I'm happy. I'm not even thinking about it. Instead of punishing myself like you didn't go to the gym again. Just forget it. <laughs> forget about it. Forget about it. Um. June 27th. Full run of hard body with mics. Hmm. Not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> uh, edited website. Oh, well, you did great. Because if anyone goes to michaelwhistles.com, and that they there, can see his... <laughs> 2014 is the last time I edited that. We just witnessed my last update. <laughs> um, so you edited your website for the last time in the last decade. Uh, June 28th, it's a dress rehearsal. Feel like there's been a lot of rehearsals ready for the show to open. Um, on the 29th, you woke up to... What? <gasps> Police? No. No. <laughs> That's coming. <laughs> um, June 29th, you woke up to Kathy and Dale here and my tattoo on my leg. Oh. What does that mean? Uh, that's my aunt and uncle, Kirsten's okay. parents. Oh, okay. Very conservative. I have a cross tattoo I got put on my leg every night for the show. Uh, oh, I was like, you do not have a cross tattoo on your leg. <laughs> I have a giant cross tattoo on my leg. Oh. And uh, I don't think that was explained. And I like woke up and they just like saw it. And I was like, I don't, just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you were religious in the show. But also a badass because I have a tattoo. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. June 29th. Oh, we already said that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's June 30th. This can be our last entry because we do like to finish at the end of a month. And at the end of sex. You like to finish at the end of sex? Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> it's kind of the point. Although not for everyone. No, not the point for everyone. A lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Some people just like the act or they have to be in a very specific position or place mentally to actually finish. Well, speaking from the gay man's point of view, obviously, unless you learned a lot about the female orgasm from your lesbian conference. Oh my God. I learned so much about vaginas. Did they tell you stuff about vaginas? No, absolutely not. Damn. Um, like I, I I was in a lot of hot tubs with a lot of them though. So I just kind of marinated in some lesbian soup. (laughs) (laughs) That's the episode title. (laughs) Oh, it took to the very end, but we got there. Lesbian um, soup. <laughs> what would be a lesbian soup? Clam, Clam chowder. chowder. <laughs> <laughs> Have that in the bag. <laughs> what? Bringing it back. Do clams actually look like vaginas? Well, as a vegan homosexual, <laughs> let me give you my expertise here. <laughs> But also, my guess is that no, because uh, maybe they look like vulvas. Oh, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you, Michaela. Anyway, back to the important issues at hand. Lesbian soups? Hmm. Listeners, if you have any <laughs> ideas of good lesbian soups. It's harder. It is harder. There's less, less lesbian jokes, I think. I don't know. Dicks are so easy. Yeah, U-Haul doesn't rhyme with anything. U-Haul? U-Haul lesbians? What is that? What does a lesbian bring to the first date? A U-Haul? I have never heard that because she's into commit. Because they move in together yeah. immediately, yeah. Oh, so lesbian wedding soup. Queef and barley. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, oh. I hope the lesbians feel the love from this and not like we're disparaging the one, right? Oh, of course. Well, we had a gay soup, I think. <gasps> wait, wait. Mingestroni. <laughs> <gasps> that is good. Oh, British slang opens up a whole new... <gasps> what? Slit pea soup. Oh! <laughs> Ah! 
<laughs> oh, oh I've got to stop. i got to stop. I've ruined it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> That's good. We'll leave it there. If you've got some lesbian soup titles, please let us know. Cheers to lesbians. I'll drink to that. Okay. Back to the journal. June 30th, it's final rehearsal. Show is very strong. Joined Best Fitness, got paintings from Leanne from Ship. Oh, my God. Um, a woman that Michaela and I, uh, she was a guest, and we had dinner with once, I think. Oh. She sent both Michaela and I paintings. Um, that she, she did? Had, yeah, she was a teacher and also an artist, and she sent us some like, watercolors, a full a full painting, and then also a postcard or like a, a card with the painting, which was another painting of hers. That had wow. Very fucking sweet. This is so incredibly nice. It's the last line there. Um, all right. Well, that's enough for this week's installment of Your Fucking Journal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel about it? Um, okay. Before we leave, uh, I think we've gotten a couple new reviews, maybe some listener mail. Do you want to read any of that? Sure. Let's pick some good ones. Okay. Uh, yeah. We have a couple great iTunes reviews that I'm excited to share. Uh, thank you, by the way, for everyone that's out there rating and reviewing. It makes such a big difference to us. It really helps people find our uh podcast you know we've been doing this for a few months now and a few um, months girl it's almost a year well we came out first in june i didn't come out until i was 20 fucking something (laughs) (laughs) we've been out for like seven months uh and we we continue to hear from new listeners and it makes a huge difference uh so we'd like to keep that momentum going so safe place mr bill says favorite new podcast this podcast is amazing and only gets better. The best parts have less to do with the journal. Sorry, Mike. And so much more to do with <laughs> The best your... parts have to do when Mike is not around. <laughs> You're welcome. No, he's right. Um, the best parts have less to do with the journal and so much more to do with hearing other people speak your truth and feeling heard without ever having said a word. Well, that's the fucking nicest thing oh I've God, ever heard. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. Thanks for that and keep up with the excellent work. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, that thank is you. Lovely. Uh, and then we have one from Molly Rose. She was referencing that episode way back and um number two i think where we talk about the wrong ways to have sex oh yeah um there's a short little <laughs> bit there and she said she's played it 50 times and that it's the best thing she's ever heard in, sh- in her life and she's dying so we should call it an ambulance <laughs> did you do that or did you just leave that one she alone? didn't tell us to call an ambulance oh, i'm okay. saying we should call an ambulance because okay. she's dying anyway thanks molly thanks molly rose okay um if they want more of my best friend's journal where can they find us mike on ig at mbfj podcast very good where can they email us uh my best friend's journal at gmail.com where's our website and merch store www.mybestfriendsjournal.com you know you can also i don't think we mentioned this if you just do mbfjpodcast.com that works too i thought you were gonna say you can also leave off the www http hyphen slash slash www that won't get you anywhere because that was completely wrong oh what is it http colon backslash backslash colon i Uh avoid that word (laughs) (laughs) all right mikey let's go get lunch yes until next time always remember everyone should be a pussy lover (laughs) pussy 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 I mean, there's Cynthia Nixon's favorite soup, Manhattan clam chowder. (laughs) You (laughs) fucking hack.